Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome again to Word of Life Ministries. Whew, I'm excited. I'm excited about the Word of God. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited because Jesus is alive. He is alive. He's with the Father. He's seated at the Father's right hand. And praise God, glory be to God, we are seated in Him. There is no better seat than to sit and be seated in Jesus Christ. So good morning, good morning, good morning. It's, I don't know wherever you guys are right now. It's snowing here. And whenever you're watching this, be it now, later, next week, wherever you are, I believe that you will be blessed. I believe that because it's the Word of God. And there's nothing but blessings in the Word of God. Glory be to God because His Word is our truth, is our reality. And nothing, nothing is bigger than the Word of God. Glory be to God. Again, good morning. We love you guys. Um, I'm going to bring forth the Word this morning in case you didn't realize, if you didn't know that already. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. There's no, there's no greater subject. There's nothing I prefer talking about or sharing than God's word. The power that's, that's, that's the word of his power. It's, 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 there's power in it. It's in his word. It's our faith is in his word. Jesus is his word. And it's just, it is so awesome. Only, only a God who loves us could do all that he's done. So I am so grateful, so grateful. We're going to get right into the word this morning. We're going to um, we're going to start this morning at the book of Psalms. Let's turn there. Let's turn to the book of Psalms, and we're going to go to chapter seventy-eight. But before, while you're before we, um, let me tell you guys a little. Let me talk to you for a little bit. A little bit. You know, we're in this time. You know, we're in we're in this time, and I'll leave it at that. And you know, in looking at the church, we are the church. Those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are the church. So for those of us who are speaking about the church, those of us who are saying, you know, the church, you know, the church is weak or the church needs miracles or the church, whatever negatives you may be saying against the church. You're the church, okay? You're the church. And if these things are to happen in the church, then guess who they're going to happen? Guess who is coming through? It's coming through us. Because that's who we are. When we represent the risen Christ, he, he came, he died, he rose again, he ascended to the Father because of love. Because he loves us. So now, he left, or he sent, his spirit to take up his abode in us. So you know what? Even though Jesus isn't here in the natural sense, walking on earth, he's here in us. On earth. The Holy Spirit is here in us. And he's not in us to be dormant. He's in us. So that we will show Jesus is alive. Because he is alive. So don't allow. 
Don't allow, you know, stir up the Holy Ghost inside of you, the Spirit of God inside of you. Don't just, don't be, um, what did I used to call it? Um, potato sitting on the sofa kind of Christian. I forget the terminology. Couch potato. Couch potato. Don't be that type of, of believer. Be alive. Let Christ live in you. Allow him to live. Allow the world to see Christ in you. That's what this is about. It's about Christ. It's about the world seeing Christ. Glory be to God. So we're going to um, we're going to go to, to, to Psalm 78. The title of today's scripture is Why Must I? Why Must I? That's the title of today's scripture. And if I told any of you right now, if I said to you, um, is there anything that you feel like you must do? And I'm talking about even believers. Anything you must do. So anything in your, you know, in your life, you're like, well, I just got to do that. I've got to do that. I must do that. But that thing that may have come to your mind, does it involve your life as a believer, your walk as a believer? I mean, is it just some, some type of, is it a habit? Or is it, is it your life as a believer? Because what we're going to see, when, when we hear must, the word must, if I said to you right now, you must do this. Nine times out of ten. You can't tell me what I must do. That's the attitude of the church. You can't tell me what I must do. Only thing I must do is die and pay taxes. You can't tell me what I must do. That's what the church will say. And that's an attitude of rebellion. So I'm saying it. The church has an attitude of rebellion. Because if, and my, what I want you to see today is that, that even Christ, Jesus came and he did what he must. He, he, knew, he, he knew I must do this. And that's why he did it and that's why we are where we are now. Because he did what he knew he must do. But here we are as believers and we don't want to must do anything. We don't, not even, I mean, no, we won't even, we don't even want to hear the word of God and hear him tell us what we must do. It shouldn't be that way, church. It just shouldn't be that way. But we're, we are. The church. The church. It's rebellious. Let's look at Psalms 78. Let's start reading at verse, um, verse 1. We're going to go through verses 1 through 8. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. We're not... This is a generation we're talking about that should not hide the works of the Lord from your children. You should not hide the word of the Lord from your children because you're, you're, in what you're planning into your children, you're planning in future generations. Oh, amen. That's what you're doing. Glory be to God. Verse 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, 
that they should not make them, that they should make them known to their children, to their children, that the generations to come might know them, even the children which could, which should be born. That's us. Even the children that should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. Because, because somebody, people who believe God, back a thousand generations, they took the word, they believed that word, and they passed it on to their children and to future generations and future generations, and now here we are in this generation, and in this generation, we should be passing the word of God on to our children. We have so many things that we, we want to, well, I'm going to give this to my child and that to my child. Give the word of God Amen. to your child. Yeah, that is what, that shakes your child. Amen. That protects your child. Amen. That strengthens your child. Mm. It's the word of God. Mm. Glory be to God. And verse 7, that they might set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. If you, and I'm saying it right now, if you, if Christ isn't in your heart, you, there's a chance that there is rebellion in your heart? Rebellion in your heart? Look at, um, go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs. We're going to go to Proverbs 17. Glory be to God. And I'm, 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 I know I'm talking about what must I do. Proverbs 17 and verse 11. What must I do? But there's things that, it's rebellion. That when I say you must do something, that thing that rises up in you, that's rebellion. Even when God says, when, he, when you read his word, and you see in his word what he wants you to do, and you, and, 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 and you just step away, or you won't receive it, that's rebellion. That's rebellion. Glory be to God. Proverbs 17, 11 reads, An evil man seeketh only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. An evil man seeketh only rebellion. If there's evil in your heart, you're going to rebel. Point blank. If your heart is evil, you are going to rebel. But it doesn't have, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. But in order for it not to be that way, Jesus, Jesus gave us, um, he left his word. He wants us to read his word. He wants us to get into his word. He wants us to know him through his word. He wants us to know him through his word. He wrote this. He, he, he left. This is who I am. You want to know who I am? Read what I said. That will show you who I am. You don't have to worry about or wonder about or think I'm mysterious. Get into my word, and I will speak to your heart, and you will know who I am. You will hear from me from my word. When I speak to you, it will agree with my word. 
If it doesn't agree with my word, then it's not me speaking to you. But the Bible tells us there are many voices in this world. Every voice you hear is not the voice of God. The voice of God is in the lineup to his word. That's what the voice of God is going to do. And the voice of God is love because God is love. Glory be to God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Glory, glory, glory. Whew. Don't you love the Lord? Yes, indeed. Amen, amen, amen. Why must I? Why must I? You know, Pastor always says, you know, he, taught, when he, he teaches about grace. And we are, we are, we are, we teach grace. We teach grace. We teach God giving us the, his ability is in us to do whatever he has assigned us to do. He has given us his ability. So we don't rely on our own. We rely on his ability. Yes. We rely on his strength. Yes. We rely on his word to perform that which he will have us perform. Glory be to God. So in Matthew uh, verse 16, Jesus said, not 16, I'm sorry, Matthew 16, verse 21, the Bible says, and this is after um, Jesus had the discussion with Peter and, and um, saying who he was, thou art the Christ. And, um, but verse 21 reads, from that time forth, am I at the right verse? Yes. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. I'm going to tell you right now. It says how he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things. Some of you, and I'm talking to the church right now, but any, anybody can grab it, but I'm talking to the church right now. A lot of you, you won't do things because you're afraid you might suffer. You're afraid it might be uncomfortable. You're afraid it's going to get you out of your, what do you call it? Is it zone? What do you call it? Comfort zone. You don't want to get out of your comfort zone. So what do you do? Not only do you hinder yourself, you hinder the move of God. You hinder what he wants to perform and do in your life because you're uncomfortable. How is it that Jesus said, I must go to Jerusalem? Do you think he was uncomfortable knowing what he was going to face? Do you think he was not uncomfortable knowing what lay ahead of him? But he did it anyway. He did it anyway. He says, I must go into Jerusalem. And suffer many things of the elders, of the chief priests, and of the scribes, of all of these in authority. All of these in authority, I'm going to suffer many things. And I'm going to be killed. And I'm going to be killed. That's what Jesus said. He said, I must do this. And he did it because he loved us. Love suffers. Thank you, Jesus. Love goes through things. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. That's what love does. Love isn't always easy. Amen. You want everything easy and everything quick and everything done and over. Love doesn't work that way. Amen. Look at Jesus. Look at his life. Love doesn't work that way. That's what he said. 
I'm going to be killed. And I'm going to be raised again the third day. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory. Love raised him up. Glory be to God. Amen. If you will go through some things, if you will, and I, I notice I said, go through some things. Go through it. Allow Christ in you to take you through that thing. So that God will be glorified. So that God will be glorified. Yes. Yes. And you give all the glory to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to John chapter 3, verse 7. God is good. God is good. I'm telling you, God is good. If you don't know he's good, I'm telling you he's good. Believe me, he's good. So we talked about what Jesus did. He came, he died, he rose again on the third day. And he, his purpose in doing so was for us. He did it for us because he loved us. He said, because he suffered so we don't have to suffer. We don't have to suffer. But it comes in knowing Jesus and who he is. Not who he is like, this is who God is. God is love. God is peace. Notice what I'm saying. God is this. But knowing this, that God is love. He's loving me. God is peace. He's my peace. God is joy. He's my joy. God is victory. He's my victory. God is faithful. He's my faith. It's, my, it's, it's the faith he's given me. The scripture says, I've given, he's given unto every man the measure of faith. He's given each one of us all the faith we would ever need, want, or desire to get us through whatever we're confronted with. That's a God of love who would do that, who has done that. If we dare to believe, if we dare to not be rebellious, if we dare to not think of why we can't, but believe that he has already done it. And we walk in that. Glory be to God. Stay with me, church. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. This is where it starts, guys. This is where it starts. He says, you must. You must. There's no, there's, there's no if, ands, or buts. There's no, there's no, um, it's not on the, it's not on the table for debate. No, 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 no. He said, you must be born again. Hallelujah. Therefore, you must be born again. Therefore, you must. Accept Jesus into your heart. This is a must. With this is a life. This the Bible that you have, be it on your, be it paper, be it your computer, your iPad, whatever it is. This is a. This is the living Word of God. The Word is alive, and it needs to be alive in us. The Word of God needs to be alive in us. I think Pastor was, he was just telling me this recently, I think, whenever, recently. Because, you know, the church, you know, we look, we, we, we look for miracles. The greatest miracle, the greatest miracle. When I say we look for miracles, we want to see blind eyes open, we want to see deaf ears open. Fine. 
But that's wonderful. That is wonderful. That is God is wonderful. God is good. Praise God for that. The greatest miracle is seeing a, a seeing a, a soul come from go from darkness to light. Hallelujah. To come out Hallelujah. of darkness, to come out of going on his way Jesus, to Jesus. eternal punishment. Eternal. To be born into the kingdom of God. That's the greatest miracle. And his eternity is set. That's the greatest miracle. People being born again. Because once they are born again, now they're, they're in a position to experience this life that we are on here talking about, this life in Christ. Now they're in a position to experience that life, that walk of faith. That they're in a position now to show the world who Jesus is. And it don't get no better than that. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let's look at verse 4. I mean, John chapter 4 and verse 24. Glory be to God. John 4 verse 24. And it reads, God is a spirit. God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, church, I'm telling you this, and I want you to love me after I say this, because I'm going to love you. Nothing, I'm, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. You can't stop me. I don't care. I, you can't stop me. I'm going to love you from now throughout eternity. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. Church, half the stuff you're doing don't even count. It don't even count. You busy doing this stuff, and you and I'm not going to call it, because you know what? Right now, the Holy Spirit quickens your heart, so you know what it is. You busy doing stuff and saying you're working for the Lord. You're working for the Lord. And man is patting you on your back, saying, sister, brother, you're just, you're just a good a good brother. Good, I don't know what I'd do without you. And, you. and you're getting these accolades, and it doesn't even count. Glory be to God. He's a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit. You worship him in your heart. You have a heart. A heart for the Lord. You have a heart that trusts and believes in God. You have a heart that loves his word. A heart that, a heart that loves to commune with him. That loves to, to, love to, to pray. That loves to pray in, 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 the, in tongues. To pray in English. To, 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 to just get on your knees. Or even lie before him. Just experience his presence. Experience it. You shouldn't go a day. Without experiencing the presence of the Lord. You, we should love his presence. We should love his presence. Glory be to God. We worship him in spirit and in truth. Because when something, when, when, when situations come, when we're out in the world and situations present themselves, because we worship him in spirit, we recognize that thing and we're ready to pray. We're ready to give that person the word. We're ready to turn that person toward Christ because Christ is so alive in us. He is so alive in us and always welcomes any opportunity that we can share him with another believer, with someone who's struggling, or with whatever the case may be. Our life is not about us. Our life 
is about Jesus Christ in us. Our life is about Christ risen. That's what this life is about as believers. It's about Christ risen. That's why we die daily. Thank you, Jesus. So that we can live each day as unto the Lord. Each day as unto the Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory be to our living Christ. Glory be to God. Now let's go to, uh, to we're still in John. Go to 9, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Glory be to God. I love Jesus. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I hope you guys are, 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 are following with me. Because this is real. This is really, really real. And in order to in order to live this life as a believer that's pleasing unto God, there are going to be some things that you must do. You say, well, why, why must I? Because of Jesus. And because of your love for Jesus. You know, those of us who have parents, who have parents, those of us who, not who have parents, those of us who have children, and we are parents, you know, I tell my, I tell, I tell my kids, it's like, all my, all my kids are grown, we've got grandkids, if you don't know, we've got like 15 grandkids, and all of, all of our kids, I don't care how old they get, to me, they'll always be my, my babies. I don't care how old they get. They'll always be my babies. And I always, I always see them, you know, the same love, the love that God has for us as our Father, the love that He has for us, and He never, you notice, I mean, He does tell us to, He tells us to mature because we as parents, we want our children to mature. We want them to stay babies. But you know God never calls us grown in the scriptures? He never says, oh, you grown now. He wants us to stay, and that's our heart, to stay as children, to have that humility, and to trust him. Thank you. The way our, the way our, we want, we expect our children to trust us. He expects us to trust him. Yes, thank you. He expects that of us. And when he tells us that we must, he knows what the circumstances are, are if you don't do the must. It's for our benefit. Because he is God, he will always be God. But it's for our benefit that we look at the must and the must become a part of who we are become a part of our lifestyle as believers, a part of our lifestyle as we live this life that's pleasing unto the Lord. In John uh, chapter 9, verses 1 through 4, and it reads, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered. This is what Jesus said. Listen to this. This is what Jesus said. He said, Neither have this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. No, we're not blaming this blindness on any sin that he committed or any sin that his parents committed, his parents committed. But 
that the works of God would be manifest in him. He says, I'm, and Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Now, because we will look at a situation and right away we will try to label it. Stop labeling because you don't know. Okay? And I'm saying you don't know because none of us know the whole picture of any situation. You don't know the whole picture. You know what you what part of the picture you've been told, if you can believe it. Because, exactly, we know in part. Exactly. We know a part of it. Because anybody who comes to you to tell you whatever they're coming to tell you, they're going to, and I'm not going to say they're going to be lying to you. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that they will tell you to lead you to believe what they want you to believe. That's what they're going to do. That's what people do. So we'll label, we'll look at a situation, and we'll label it, and we'll say, well, that's because of this, or that because of that, or you don't know. We don't know it all. We just don't know. So he says, neither, neither no sin, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. When you go through things, I'm going back to going through things, I'm going back to in the beginning when we don't want to suffer anything. If you would go through something, not for the pleasure of going through it, but for the pleasure of knowing that God will be glorified. For the pleasure of knowing God will be glorified. That's it. If you would get, if we could get our minds off of ourselves, and trust God yes, that he will take us through it and it will work to his good pleasure. Glory. So you know if it's his good pleasure, it's going to be for our pleasure. That's what he wants us to do. That's what he wants us to do. And first of all, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. The time comes and and and, and going back to end this, end this working, it's not it's not physical stuff. It's not. It's. It's. This is. This is a spiritual life that we live. It's a spiritual life. Mm -hmm. We live this. We live this life from the inside out. It's spiritual, and faith is spiritual, and love is spiritual, and that's Glory. how we. That's how we live. Trusting God is spiritual. Yes, thank you. It's spiritual. So we work this while it's day. The night comes, no man can work. Once it's done, once lights out, lights out. Once lights are out, lights are out. Once we once we leave here, we're gone. So as long as we're here, each day the Lord blesses us to be here. We live that day to be pleasing to our Lord. Glory be to God. And that should be our must. That should be our must. Glory be. Let's go. We're going to keep going. He, in, um, Hebrews 11, 6. We'll go there real quick. And all of this, Hebrews 11, 6. And we'll read it. I don't want to misquote it. We'll read it. I guess you guys got to read it, so I'll read it then. <laughs> Glory be to God. God is good. God is so good. God is so good. 
Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible. Without, I want you to get this. Without faith, it is impossible. This is not going to happen without faith. It is impossible, impossible. to please him. And you're not going to do it. You're not going to please God without faith. But he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder. God is, God is not, he's not waiting for you to mess up so you can, so he can put sickness on you or, 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 or take your, kill someone in your family or, he's not doing that. Remember the scripture that says that this, um, that the devil, Corinthians 4, 4. 1 Corinthians 4, 4, that Satan is the God of this world. For those of you, okay, I'm going to just throw this in here right now. For those of you who don't know, the Bible tells us, we believe the Bible, right? We believe the Bible. We're going to agree on that. The Bible tells us that Satan is the God of this world. Satan is the God of this world, okay? So we believe that. We believe it because the word says so. Satan is the God of this world. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Our Father, our loving Father, who loves us so much, he, didn't, he, 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 he doesn't kill, steal, and destroy. He's a life giver. That's not his nature. He's a life giver. He's, he's love. He is God is love. He is love. That's who he is. That's who he is. So I'm, I'm saying that to say, stop blaming God. Stop blaming God. What if your children, your children came to you and they said to you, why did you, they came to you with a broken arm. Mom, dad, why did you make me break my arm? Mom, dad, why did you cause me to be in that car accident? Mom, dad, why did you do this? Why did you... How would that make you feel? They're coming to you, anything bad, they're coming to you saying that you did it, that you're the reason. Our Father who loves us, he's not the reason. He's not the God of this world. Satan is. However, with Christ in us, we're the, we're the God of our life. You understand what I'm saying? When we, when we live and walk this life, this life out in faith, with Christ in us being in us who he is, we're no longer subject to this world. We rise above it. That's why the, the scripture tells us that we're in the world but not of the world. Because we rise above the worldly stuff. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We live above the worldly stuff. Thank you. Because we're in the kingdom of God. We're living in the kingdom of God now. We're the light, we're the light in this world right now. That's why people are drawn to you. That's why people like to be around you because it's Christ in you. They're drawn to Christ in you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Matthew 22 and verse um, 37. I'm going to, well, no, let's keep going. Matthew 22 
And verse 37, and it reads, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But he said, Thou shalt. Shall is the same as saying must. This is something. If you want to, if you want to live and experience this life that is only in Christ Jesus, if you want to live and experience this life, then you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You must, you must dedicate your whole being to Jesus Christ, the risen Christ. You must give your whole self to the risen Christ who loves you and gave his life for you. That's, whew, thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Matthew 25, and we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. Glory be to God. Matthew 25, and we're going to start in verse 31. And we're going to read for a while. Matthew 25, verse 31. I'm, I'm, church, this is real. This is this life that's only found in Christ Jesus is real. And it is so good. It is, you know, it's it's something that once you know Christ, it's, I think it's like your first thought, I wish I'd known him so many, so many years, so much longer ago. Because nothing compares. Nothing compares to our life in Christ Jesus. Because we get to you know, it's kind of like walking on water. Because we get to rise above every situation and every circumstance mm -hmm. because we know that the end is good. Yeah. Even when Peter walked on water, even though Peter went down, the end was good. He, he began, but he didn't sink. And he came up. And guess what? He walked back to the boat. Glory be to God. God is With good. Jesus. Amen. Glory <laughs> be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Matthew 25:31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And we all are, we all are like, Jesus come, Jesus come, when are you coming? When are you coming? Your focus should be right now and soul saved. Your focus should be right now and soul saved. Thank you. That should be your focus, not when he is coming. Because the scripture tells us the Father knows. And when the time is right, he'll send the Son. It's, so we don't need to be concerned about that. We really don't. It's, that's one thing that is out of our hands. So why be concerned about that? Amen. Our focus should be people need to come in to the family of God. People need to be born again. There needs to be, I mean, the scripture tells us that, that the harvest, the harvest is ready. And it's been ready, because it's been ready for a long time. The harvest is ready. It's the laborers that are few. So we laborers need to start harvesting. 
because the harvest is ready. Glory be to God. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come. Ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This kingdom was prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Jesus, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Verse 35. For I was and hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Mm. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall, then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered and, and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? He said, the, the righteous, Lord, when did I do this to you? I, when, when did that happen? And um, when saw this, verse 38, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Now, I want you to get this. Believers, I want you to get this. Don't forsake. Don't forsake the hungry, the thirsty. Don't forget or overlook the stranger. Those who don't have clothes, those that are sick, those who need someone. Some people just need somebody just to, they just need company. Some people don't, they, they just need company. They just need somebody to talk to. Those who are in prison, don't forget those. Because what happens is we be, we're, we're so busy living our life that we don't live the life of Christ. Because we're too busy living our life, our way. And when we get opportunity to do good, because Jesus said in the scriptures, he says, I'm, I'm not quoting it. When you get the chance to do good and you don't, you sin. So if you're presented with an opportunity to do good, what's that, Pastor? When you know to do good. So since you know, since you know, you can't get away from that. You can't get away from knowing. So you know to do good but you choose not to do good, you sin. So when anytime the opportunity presents itself, get out of yourself, get out of your comfort zone, and show Jesus. Glory. If you Glory. believe Jesus Glory. is Glory. in you, if, he, if you believe he is in you, then you will allow him to live. Mm-hmm. If you believe it, glory be to God. Where am I, brother? 
41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. These are the ones. Now they were together. The, the sheep and the goat, they're all together. I'm telling you, you go to the church, they're all, you don't know who's who. You go into the church, you don't know. You don't know the sheep from the goat. They're all bunched in there together. And they all look the same. They all act the same. All of them, they act the same. Only one. There's only one who knows the difference. Mm. Glory be to God. Um, verse 40. And the king shall answer unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Jesus said, For I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share this story. It just came back into my mind. I'm gonna share this story. This story. Um, I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. I think Pastor Pastor is aware of this. But our, our son who lives in Maryland, this happened some years ago. Our son who lives in Maryland. This happened, I don't know how many years ago. But um it was a it was um of night, it was a wet, wet, cold, I think it was winter, I think it was. Wet, okay. cold night. And do you know, can you tell the story better than I can? No. Okay. And um, they were in bed. They were in bed. Remember, remember the scriptures when you go to your neighbor and you knock and he's like, leave me alone. We're in bed, right? They were, his family was in bed. There's a knock at the door. There's this knock, knock, knock at the door. So he finally gets up, he goes downstairs. And there's this person, because it's rainy and it's cold, and there's this person, a man, at his door, who, I think he didn't even have on a coat. And he's in the rain, he doesn't have on a coat. And, but my son lets him in. And because you hear all these crazy things happening, but he lets him in. Mind you, but he knew he had a bat, a bat handy if he needed it, but he lets him in. And um, so he's got his, his family too. He's got to protect his family. But there's this person that is definitely in need. And apparently, I don't remember the story of what had happened that he that he got away from the people he was with or whatever. And he had walked miles. This is the thing. My, my son said from where he told him he was to have walked to my son's door. I know it was over a mile. I know. It was well over a mile that he had walked to my son's door, and my son let him in. And my son took care of him, and I guess I think he got on a cab or, or whatever he did to to send him wherever he wanted to go, where he needed to go. And I'm like, dry clothes. Yeah, he 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 ministered unto him. He ministered unto him. And um and sent him you know and sent him on his you know on his way. This was something that. Things like this, caring, caring comes from the heart. Caring comes from the heart. And, and I share that because a stranger, 
This was a stranger. And, and it was, it was what, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning? It was late night. It was late night. But he ministered unto him. Then said Jesus, verse 44, then, then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungry, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not, as ye did it not to the one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. How many times have we had an opportunity? An opportunity, and we said, boy, I wish I had done that. That was, that was the Spirit of Christ wanting to minister. The Spirit of Christ always wants to minister. The Spirit of Christ always wants to show his love. He always. He always wants that person to leave you in a better situation than when they came. My God, That's what he wants. Mm -hmm. That's what the Spirit of Christ wants. Verse 46, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Mm. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Why must I? You must because of Christ in you. Thank you, Jesus. You must. You want the rewards. But you don't want the spiritual, I don't want to say work. When I say work, people think of doing something physical. They think of using their hands or, or being out front. Or, you want to live from your spirit, from your heart. You want the Christ in your heart to always be on display. To always be on display. Because you want, you want that person to leave you saying, he's a man of God. She's a man of God. That's our, that's our heart's desire. That's my must. That's my must. Is that I must live this life that's pleasing to my Lord. That's pleasing to my Lord. That's my must. So right now, I thank you for listening. I thank you for joining us every Sunday, all of you. I thank you. If this message has been a blessing to you, I want you, I'm asking you to like it, to share it with someone. Um, those of you who may just been, you may, if you're here right now, Right now you're watching this. This Jesus that we've been talking about, if you don't know him, you can. He made it so easy. He made it so very easy. He says if you will confess, the Bible says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Christ raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You must be saved. Salvation is yours. Asking Jesus into your heart. Ask him into your heart. Say it out loud. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, live your life in me. Jesus, I thank you.
Jesus said, thank you. Because he, and only he, is our Savior. He came, he lived, he died, he rose again for us. So that we can be with him throughout eternity. Throughout eternity. Glory, that, that's exciting. That's exciting. Oh my Jesus. That's exciting. We don't fear death. We don't fear making the, if you want to call it a transition, whatever you want to call it. We don't fear death. Because we're going to be with him. Glory be to God. How can you fear that? We're going to be in his presence. Never to leave his presence. It don't get no better than that. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. So I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you dearly. We love you dearly. Um, um, I don't have anything else to say. I'm serious. It's like I have nothing else to say. I just pray that the Lord, listen to this message again. Let the Lord speak to your heart. Because we don't want, not we don't want, we don't want each, we don't want, we don't want to be rebellious, and we don't want the church to be a church of rebellion, because nobody, not even God, can tell us what we must do. So I love you. I love you all. Pastor loves you. Thank you, my brother Jamal. We love you guys. Be blessed and enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Mwah. Thank you.